for our meditation this morning, let's turn to John chapter 15, verses 1 to 7. John chapter 15, verses 1 to 7. I am the true wine, and my father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch, and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burnt. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Jesus was speaking to his disciples on abiding in Christ. Abiding in Christ. What is abiding in Christ? To abide is to live, to continue, or to remain, or to abide in Christ, to live in Him, or to remain in Him as we live on this earth. The phrase abiding in Christ. You know, it, it gives a picture of an intimate and a close, not a superficial, an intimate and close relationship with God Almighty. Abiding is also an ongoing experience, not just it happens at one time in our lives. Abiding is a continuous process, it's an ongoing process. It's not like on and off, it is abiding is you know, sticking together with him continually, continuously. You know, when I think about abiding, the picture that comes in my mind is something like this. When the father picks up her little one, his child, the child hugs him. He or she put its hands around his neck and it buries its head between the shoulder and the neck and his neck. You know, that's a picture I get. That's what is, you know, Word of God talks about abiding in Christ Jesus. Abiding is clinging on to Him. Clinging on to Him. You know, if you remember as Kishan mentioned in his presentation, one of the most difficult challenges for Christians is to live what we believe. Is to live as a model based on what we preach it's a challenge for you and me today you know i believe jesus devoted the entire chapter of john 4 15 to teach us how to abide in christ jesus abiding in christ you know goes beyond the pulpit into the life of those individuals those who are out there seeking for the truth 
I believe abiding in Christ goes beyond Sunday into the days of the week of those who are hearing us. I believe abiding in Christ goes beyond the church into the homes and into those secret places of our life on this earth. You know, on the other day, we listened to Nikki mentioning in the video that when we come come to come to the church on Sunday morning, if we see the list of things that we have done during that week on the screen, whether anyone would, would like to be here or not. Probably I don't want to be here. And I believe none of some of us would, don't want to come here. Because if the screen displays all the things that we have done during that week time, you know, none of us would like to be here. Because I, I really thank God because our God is not such a God. He doesn't put the list of all things that we do every week you know, or every day in our lives. God doesn't want to bring our shame into public. I really thank God. Otherwise, you know, none of us probably can make it. None of us probably are going to be here. And our God is a God who expects us to abide in him. So today morning, let's get down to the scriptures to see the result of abiding in Christ Jesus. You know, the topic is important because we need to abide in Christ Jesus today. If we don't abide in Christ, the damages that we can cause is tremendous. You know, that's why I believe it is very, very important. You know, families are broken because husband only preaches. But he doesn't do anything that he preaches at home. Today, churches are broken because the pastors, they preach, but in their personal lives, they don't practice what they preach. Churches are not growing because the believers or the members of the church, they, 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 they are Christ-like when they sit inside the church, but they, when they go out, the moment they step out of the church, they have nothing to do with God. You know, the reason why churches are broken, the reason why churches are not growing, the reason why you and I have a face to put in front of the crowd today, the reason is, you know, we have two different lives. One life we live inside the church, and other life we live outside the church. And God is so particular that we want to be the same everywhere. Because, you know, that's what the word of God calls me if I do that as a hypocrite. And I don't want to be called by Christ Jesus as a hypocrite. And I don't want to be seen in front of others today as a hypocrite. Because God expect me, expects me to do what I preach. And the same way God expects all of us to do what we believe. First, number one, abiding in me is to bear fruit. John 15 verses 4 to 5. Let's read, read the scriptures again. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing. Now here in this example, in this analogy, Jesus being the vine and we are the branches. And as the branches are sticking with the vine, Jesus is expecting us to abide in Christ Jesus. And what is the result? What of God says, we bear fruit. Fruit bearing is essential for you and me for a Christian life. Let's take a tree for example. Fruit bearing is essential for a tree. Now, no one like would like to have a mango tree at the backyard which has 
no fruit in it it just has only leaves and branches nobody would like to have the tree no one would like to have a for example a tomato plant in their yard it gives only flowers probably doesn't give any tomato nobody would like to have such a plant fruit bearing is essential for our living on this earth bearing fruit means there are various things we can talk about bearing fruit means to reflect the qualities of Christ to reflect the qualities of Christ it is hard it is tough it's difficult you know obviously we are not expected to be like Christ on this earth but at the same time we are expected to be Christ like Christ so it, it's a challenge for you and me today to reflect the qualities of Christ in my in our lives having the qualities said in Galatians chapter 5 22 love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control these are the things word of God talks about fruit of the spirit bearing fruit means to have these qualities in our lives not just giving birth to a child but bringing him up in a godly way I believe it's fruit-bearing not just giving birth to a child but bringing him or her up in a godly way it is a responsibility of parents like you and me winning the souls for Christ is fruit bearing not just we follow Christ but making others to follow Christ being an example being a model and we are able to point people to Christ today that's what is disciple making it's nothing but fruit bearing that God expects in your life and my life making disciples seeding into someone's life as Kishan was mentioning you know, we need to invest on somebody's life today it's nothing but fruit bearing God is asking us to bear fruit bearing fruit doesn't come by our own that's the reason Jesus is telling us today that we need to abide in Christ bearing fruit is not spontaneous it doesn't just come by ourselves by 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 from within as human we don't have the ability to bear good fruit as human we don't have an ability to bear good fruit you know the fruit a Christless person can bear is listed in the Word of God I can I can read that for you the fruit a Christless person can bear today in this world are the following Galatians 519 it in fact the Word of God doesn't call that as a fruit of flesh it calls it as a work of flesh work of the flesh is what is mentioned in Galatians 519 Word of God says adultery fornication uncleanness lewdness idolatry sorcery hatred contentions jealousies outbursts of wrath selfish ambitions dissensions heresies envy murder drunkenness rivalries you know there are so many things word of God talks about and these are the fruit of, a, of our flesh you know at times you know we forget that we think that we are angels we are from God from heaven no we are living on this earth you know if we just take Christ out of my life I will end up in all these things what the word of God says today it is Christ Jesus who helps me today to live godly that's why word of God says we need to abide in Christ with Christ Jesus the moment we find a separation from Christ we will fall into all those things that word of God talks about 
instead God expects us to be loving God expects us to be joyful all the time peaceful long suffering kindness goodness self control and faithfulness and gentleness how that comes it doesn't come by my flesh it doesn't come from my own that's the reason Jesus is telling us that we need to abide in Christ Jesus so that we will reflect the qualities of Christ we will not reflect the, 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 the qualities of our flesh we need to abide in Christ human has an ability to reflect someone human has an ability to imitate people around us you know that's why we say tell me your friends I will tell who you are tell me your friends I will tell who you are you don't need to be with their friend with the friends but then even if you're alone all alone I can identify you along with your friends because human has an ability to reflect somebody or to imitate someone else that's the reason Jesus is asking you be the imitators of Christ Jesus as we live on this earth try to reflect the qualities of Jesus Christ we are able to do it we have the ability within us but we need to put that in the right perspective and understand whom we should reflect in our lives the more we are with Christ we reflect Christ the more the more we allow Christ to work in our lives we see his nature coming into our lives and we will be able to show Christ to this world you know through our words through our deeds through our lives as we live on this earth you know that's what Jesus expects in our lives you know at times our lives Christian lives can take a superficial you know level which is not you know deep into Christ Jesus at times you know we allow things to just go over over our heads and we things may not you know really get into our hearts but Jesus expects us to know the truth know the need of abiding with Christ the second result of abiding with Christ word of God says abide in me so that your prayer will be answered John 15 the same chapter verse 7 if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you you know this is an important condition for prayer to be answered at times we don't we don't we don't look at this scripture it says very clearly that you need to abide in me and my words abide in you then you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you abiding in Christ is essential not only for fruit bearing abiding in Christ is also essential for prayers to be answered when, once we do this Word of God says, once we start abiding with Christ, we know the will of God. We understand the mind of God. You know, when we abide in Christ, His desires become our desire. We will not ask anything that is not of His desire. When we abide with Him, when His desires become our desire, we are not going to ask God anything which is not His desire. And then it becomes asking the will of God. Asking the will of God. You know that's why when we ask something according to the will of God. What of God says God is going to give us. First John 5.14. What of God says. Now this is the confidence that we have in you. We have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. He hears us. 
He listens to us. So how do we ask? How do we know first of all to ask according to his will? By abiding with him. Once we abide with him, his desires becomes our desires and we know what to ask for. We will not eventually ask anything which is not his will. You know, that's the reason Jesus is telling us to abide in him. To abide in him. Nothing is, to, is there to separate me and God. Nothing is there to separate me and God. What of God says, the separation between you and God makes him not to answer our prayer. In Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 to 2. Isaiah 59 verses 1 to 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. You know, we, we have questions in our lives. Lord, I have been praying for certain things in my life, but I don't hear from you. I don't get an answer from you. You know, one of the reasons, there may be many reasons, one of the reasons, maybe our walk with the Lord. Maybe our walk with the Lord. And this morning as God speaks to us, all of us are in need of something or other in our lives. But God is reminding us that we need to strengthen our walk with the Lord. We need to strengthen with the walk with the Lord. Sometimes when we pray for others, we don't see a deliverance. One of the reasons may be, there may be many reasons, one of the reasons may be our abiding nature with Christ Jesus. If we don't have a perfect life with Lord God, no matter how we pray, prayer may not be answered because it's a word of God. It's a desire of God. God expects us to have a closer walk with Him. Abiding in Christ makes prayer to be answered. Thirdly, Jesus says, abide in my word. Let's turn to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. John chapter 8, verses 31 to 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You know, we talk about abiding in Christ. Here we are talking about abiding in His words. Abiding in His words. If we abide in His words, we become the disciple of Christ Jesus. That's what the Word of God says as we read. You know, by definition, who is the disciple? A disciple is a follower. One who accepts certain belief systems or doctrines of someone else and follows. A Christian disciple is a person or he is a follower of Christ Jesus who accepts and who assists in spreading the gospel to this world. Abiding in his word means doing his word. Not just reading his word. Not just memorizing his word. It is all good. It's all good to read the scripture. It's good to read the memorize, good to memorize scriptures as children they do. 
not just chanting the word have you seen people who always just 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 keep on chanting the scriptures what of god doesn't really talk about that not just claiming you know we need to claim god's word we need to chant god's word we need to do all those things but it's not just that alone at times you know you, when when someone prays they just claim the word of god it is good to do that but not always it doesn't really end there not really claiming but living according to the word of god living according to the word of god abiding in words abiding in the word of god is nothing other than personalizing assimilating eating the word so the word becomes our life and living the life according to the word of god you know obeying the truth of god obeying the truths of god God has revealed us certain truths and God is expecting us to obey in John 8 the same verse scripture what we read chapter 8 verse 32 let's read that again what of God says and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free the one god once god reveals certain truth in the from the word of god god expects us to obey not to complain not to argue but to surrender to the will of god to the word of god as god takes us to different levels in our spiritual life he will start opening up the truth in a different way in a different level and as children of god you know we need to come to an understanding through the word of god and we should start abiding with the word of god abiding the word of god results in two things one is it makes us disciple and also it sets us free from all the bondages that we have in our lives number 4 let's talk about not abiding in christ not abiding in christ abiding in christ makes us fruit bearing abiding in christ makes us makes prayers to be answered abiding in christ or his word makes us his disciples and it sets us free finally let's talk about not abiding in christ chapter 15 john chapter 15 verse 6 word of god says if anyone does not abide in me he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burnt the scripture represents four different stages of someone who is not abiding in christ each one of them is different in time frame and in location scripture talks about four different things here if you notice that very carefully it talks about if someone is not abiding in christ first of all he is cast out as a branch and is withered I believe it happens on this earth. I believe it happens in in our lives. If we don't abide in Christ Jesus, we are cast out and we are a branch thrown out and withered. It is on this earth. And look at the lives they don't have Christ in their lives. They are just just a raw life. You know, they are just a withered life. They don't have any hope. They don't have because Jesus is the life. He came to give life and life in abundance. You know, if we don't have life in us, we are come completely withered we may walk we may do things but we don't have christ in our lives and we don't have life that, that only that life gives us hope into eternity and if we don't have life in this earth we don't have hope for eternity cast out as a branch and withered on this life on this earth that's why abiding with christ is important you know as the branches draw the sap from the vine from the main tree god expects us to abide with christ and draw from him 
and draw from him because word of God says that well from which we draw it will never run dry because it is like a fountain of living water that spring forth within us you know that's what Christ does to you and me today the secondly we see there will be gathered in verse 6 he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them will be gathered word of God talks about gathering his saints God is one day God is going to gather the wheat and the same time he is also going to gather the chaff I believe it's on the day of judgment that God is going to gather his wheat into the barn and he's also going to gather the wheat so it's going to happen in a different time frame and you know it's going to happen in a different location thirdly thrown into the fire thrown into the fire who's being thrown into the fire someone who is not abiding in Christ we're talking about an experience of salvation that we got someday in our lives we're not talking about sometime we said the, 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 the prayer of salvation the prayer of the sinner we are not talking about we are talking about continually constantly abiding in Christ so it's very clear that it's not enough if we are saved one day we need to get saved every day in our life in our walk with the Lord if anyone does not abide in him abide in me he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire after the judgment if we don't abide in Christ as it says God is going to throw us into the judgment, into the, into the hell. And we don't want to be there. They are burnt. They are burnt. The future eternal. Eternally burnt. So scripture talks about four different stages. And it's going to happen in four different locations. John the Baptist. He introduced Christ as he came into the ministry. We read that scripture in Matthew chapter 3 verses 10 to 13. Let's look at the way he was introducing Jesus Christ to the ministry. Matthew chapter 3 verses 10 to 13. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. He talks, he's talking about the bearing fruits there. Axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he who comes he who is coming after me is mightier than I whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire verse 12 says his winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire Jesus was talking about if you don't abide in me you will be gathered up and you will be thrown into the fire and you will burn forever and that's how John the Baptist was introducing Jesus Christ as he is entering into the ministry now God expects us to abide in him at times we think the purpose of Jesus coming into this world is to save the sinner 
that's true but of course it's true that that was the primary objective of Jesus coming into this world but also to destroy the sinners the purpose of Jesus coming into this world and he's again going to come back as a judge to destroy the ungodly that's what the word of God says those who don't bear fruit you know the definition definition of ungodly is getting changed now it's not that those who don't have Christ those who are not saved but those who don't bear fruit those who don't abide with Christ they become ungodly that's what the word of God says because it's the same punishment for the sinner as well as it's the same punishment for those who don't bear fruit so you and I need to bear fruit as we live for God as we decided to live for God one of the kingdom parables that Jesus spoke was about the parable of the wheat and the tares we read that in Matthew chapter 13 29 to 31 we read that scripture before I close Matthew 13 21 29 to 31 Matthew 13 29 word of God says but he said no lest while you gather up the tares you also uproot the wheat with them let both grow together until the harvest and at the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers first gather together the tares and bind them up in bundles to burn them but gather the wheat into my barn gather the wheat into my barn today we have many questions we point out people and say that he doesn't serve God she doesn't serve God she doesn't come to church he doesn't go to church God is telling let's not pluck out those tears because if you pluck out those tears it's going to bring weeds also along with that let both grow let both grow together you know we don't need to worry about by looking at ungodly today ungodly may flourish today that's that's how God has done that's how God has made that's how God has allowed to grow let both grow together until the harvest but the difference is going to be seen on the day of the harvest and God expects you and me to get ready not to live on this world to live to face the judgment on that day God is expecting you and me to get ready for the day on the day of harvest on the day of harvest until that point of time we need to leave our mouths shut we need to leave as if we are strangers and pilgrims on this earth just keep our heads down and walk the way God is allowing us to walk it may be painful it may be sorrowful it may be hurting it may be you know it may we may not have all the luxury on this earth but God expects us to go through in the way that God wants us to go through today because it is allowed by God and who are we to question God it is allowed by God allowed by God God is expecting us to abide in Christ Jesus to bear fruit he is expecting us to abide in Christ Jesus so that our prayers will be answered abiding in his word is going to make us disciples for Christ abiding in his word is going to set us free and if we don't abide we will be prepared for the eternal judgment eternal condemnation and this morning God is speaking to us shall we close our eyes